0: And welcome to
1: Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth on Muddied Waters. Media. Well, hello everybody it's another wonderful beautiful amazing friday and i've got one hell of a guest for you guys today i'm gonna i'm gonna change up things a little bit normally we sit here and talk through the advertisements and we talk about how amazing our our um both co-owners of muddy waters media are but today we might as well just bring one of them on spike how's it going today man
0: i'm doing fantastic jason thanks for having me on man
1: absolutely so today uh now i'm gonna go through all the housekeeping this way when you have your your background commentary they get to hear it live uh it's gonna be censored it <laughs> because we know now nah, i'm not even gonna get into that yes it's spike cohen uh welcome in d so today yes this is a muddy waters media production which means that you can find this episode and every other episode on muddywatersmedia.com go check that out uh Got to get Steven on updating some of those episodes. I'm going to get him on that this weekend.
0: We definitely need to get Steven on that.
1: Yeah, Steven. What a slacker. That oh.
0: blasted Steven.
1: But I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, normally, every episode is Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, but today we've got a double header. You have the one and only amazing... I'm learning... I'm, I'm, like, tilting my hand so I know which way to point. We got this amazing guy here, of course, 5 p.m. Eastern-ish. Eastern. Yeah, you got this down. Let's see, the The real pro here. <clears throat> And then tonight at 8 o'clock, we have the one and only Tom Gallagher coming on. He's from Minnesota. He's a defense attorney for 34 years, so he's got a lay of the land. He's going to be talking about jury, jury power, jury nullification specifically. And so it's going to be a great, incredible conversation. So today, learning about the cash bail system, how it's broken, and uh, how we can fix it um, with Spike Cohen and, of course, Tom Gallagher later on. Wherever you guys are watching this, whether you guys are watching this live with me as Spike is is ready for the first and, and first of many dad jokes to come down the way. Um, and whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, wherever, however you're watching this live, thank you so much for doing that. And if you're not catching this live, but you want to catch us live on the podcast, we're on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, hit the notification bells, have your phones blow up every time that we go live so you can see Spike's disappointed face um i i I, i'm not even gonna give him the joke that i gave you guys earlier we almost didn't have a show ladies and gentlemen spike almost quit on me
0: yeah i almost quit not just this show but all of (laughs) muddied waters media on the strength of one dad joke that this guy wanted to drop before we even went live it wasn't even a um,
1: curveball
0: so i mean it was like a, a soft was,
1: little under hit. it was it was effectively with spike Cohen pitching on the mound it was just this soft little little toss wow that
0: it no because pitchers... spike Cohen on the mound would be a heater down the middle so hot that the catcher isn't even able to catch it mm. that's real that's real and true so one thing I didn't tell
1: you about Spike, so I, I I texted your 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 handler, if you will, today, and I said, Well, I'm an idiot. Because with this double header today, you know what would make that better? Going and getting dental work today? So half of well half of my face, the lower half of my face, is completely numb right now. So if I start sounding like I have a stroke, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. It's <laughs> it's gonna wear off soon. Um but today we have a lot of <laughs>
0: You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna schedule dental work, and then right <laughs> after that, I'm gonna do two episodes of my show.
1: Yes, determination. Uh, I've already punted the 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 appointment a couple times, so I was like, you know what, time to time to dig in and and see what we're made of. Yeah, so, let's so live. Da-
0: yeah, let's live dangerously. Yeah.
1: So we have some events coming up that I want to discuss before we get into to today's topic. Um. Because yes. you and I both have been invited, of course, coming down in November, November eighth. Anyone who is in the Brevard County area, you guys gotta go and check us out. Uh we'll be at LP Brevard. Um down there on Melbourne at the uh the how do you know how to pronounce that. The the zoo there. Brevard zoo. Nami Nami.
0: Um <laughs> You don't know how to pronounce zoo?
1: No, no, no. The, the, the N-Y-A-M-I. Anyways.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> what, what, what on this can you not pronounce? That is the... Rivard Zoo. That oh, is... Oh, that's a yeah. tough... Oh, man. It's Talk a about one. a curveball. Yeah. Nyam... yeah, nyam, Nyammy.
1: <laughs> oh, flawless. Flawless victory there for Spike
0: <laughs> Yummy, Nyammy, <laughs> That's... that's Leah, you say that. You definitely say nyammy. Anyway. That's how that's called.
1: Anyways, you guys can check us there. November 8th. That's going to be an incredible time. Both Spike, myself, and Jordan Marlowe will be speaking. Keynote speakers. And, of course, Shelly, the Brazilian porcupine, will be there. Um, but I think that there's something <laughs> happening the week before that I wanted to give you uh, give you an opportunity to talk about.
0: I think it's actually two weeks before. I'm going to do a typical muddied Waters media move and look at it's my calendar. Uh, to Let's see here. Uh, so... Uh, so that is on November 8th. So yeah. one, two, three weeks before that. Uh, actually, no, almost four weeks before that. Wow. Three and a half close. weeks before. You know, some people would say that it's better to just say what the dates are. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it based <laughs> on how many, what what number of weeks it is prior to another event that's completely unrelated. That way uh, so schedule. yeah. so uh,
1: yeah, you have to sign up for the gala, and then you have to do the math to go back. You have to. You go have to both do events. the math.
0: I'm not telling you when this other thing is, <laughs> but there is an event roughly 3.7 weeks prior to uh, the uh, the uh, Golden Gala at Yami Uh in uh, on on October 14th and 15th. I will be in Miami. Uh, Florida for the Liberty con event uh, hosted by students for Liberty. It's going to be an absolutely awesome event. Some of the biggest speakers in the Liberty movement are going to be there from all around the world, not just America from the entire world. Uh, I'm going to be one of them representing America and, uh, and I will be, uh, we we would love to have you come. Uh, I'm going to be hosting. I'm going to be participating in a debate on uh, libertarianism versus progressivism uh with a, a very prominent uh, Twitch streamer named Destiny uh who I don't I I've actually I've heard of Destiny but I don't know much about him but I'm going to school him on uh, on Liberty and uh if you want to come and be a part of this if you go to libertycon.com uh and uh if you use the code SPIKE S P I K E that's how you spell spike uh you can get I want to say 50% off but I don't remember that you it get is. a you get as much as 50% <laughs> off the cost you're not going to believe just how much you get off the price of admittance uh, of entry for the LibertyCon event. Uh, LibertyCon.com to see all the other speakers that are going to be there. Um, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to be
1: there. Yeah. No.
0: I'm gonna yeah. You're going to be it's there. Miami. And if you're. Miami. Also, before that is the Celebritarian Boat Cruise. And if you go to the Facebook page, Celebritarian, you can find out all about the, uh, the boat cruise we're doing.
1: So if you're there representing America, do you get a? Are you going to be repping Mr. America, the Beard of Truth gear? What are you doing this? Is this oh, is this I, a I will be
0: Mr. Mr. America, the mildly stubbled truth.
1: Hmm. <sighs> you know that that deserves a couple more dad jokes. If you guys are there in the comment section and you want your dad jokes heard, don't worry whether they're good or bad. Today's the episode that you will have. It's it's going to be similar to to if the, you, if you a submit face. your
0: dad jokes, Jason. Please, when you tell the dad jokes, let me know who who they came from so I can block them on all social media and report them for um I don't know, hate speech or something.
1: Well, so we should have renamed this something. episode, and I messed it up because this there's a there's a local group here, right? Mm. And it's it's for people who are interested in performing autopsies. So it's like, you know, uh, amateur autopsy groups. And so, you know, I'm really excited because we should have named this what well, we have our event for this Saturday, which is Open Mic Night. <laughs>
0: I, Jason, I... <laughs> It's not even nighttime, <laughs> so that's technically not accurate. No, it's first Saturday night, open night. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's fine <laughs> here. <laughs> it's five o'clock here. Oh gosh! Anyways. Speaking of cash bail,
1: <laughs> so. So, if you guys want to drop your uh, dad jokes, you guys will get them heard here on Muddy Waters Media. That is an exclusive. Now, before we get into tonight's show, let's spike and talk about cash bail. Got to give a shout out and a thank you to Kelsey Lion Designs. That's right. If you guys are looking for new yes. logos, branding, business cards, publications, whatever you need from a graphic designer standpoint, uh, you guys got to head over to kelseylion.design or kelseyliondesigns.com. She's going to hook you up. She's taking care of so many people in this liberty movement already that will vouch for her each and every day because they love... I'll vouch for her
0: school. too. I'll vouch for her.
1: And he does as well. It was almost like I forced him to do that. But, <laughs> don't question it. <laughs> um, KelseyLionDesigns.com. Head on over there. Use the code Water. She's going to hook you up with a discount. And for this month, helping out with suicide awareness and QPR, um, if you guys make if you guys get any work done through her this month, she is going to be donating some of those proceeds, some of the money to uh to suicide prevention uh, causes. I don't remember exactly which organization That's awesome. that was. So, That's get awesome. in there, help it out. KelseylineDesigns dot com. But yes, Spike. Before we get into more dad jokes, so cash bail.
0: <laughs> you know the purpose of this episode. Let's talk briefly about cash bail. Well, I.
1: You clearly were not in the conversations with this planet. It was, hey, Brian, I want to have an episode where we do nothing but dad jokes. And he's like, well, we got to give a cover. And I said, cash bail. And he said, sounds great. Let's do this. Um, It's, you know what? Before we get into that, here was, here's Brian Scott Lambrick's contributions for the show. When will a priest laugh at your Friday joke? when it's a good friday joke no <laughs> are you gonna block brian now you
0: yeah. What? <laughs> yeah which will make my schedule much more easy that, that there's a twofer there in addition to not having to hear that that anymore i also won't have to worry about any interviews or events ever again there we go i'm solving your problems for you Anyways, back to being just a normal guy yeah
1: so cash so the bail system is is you know it's it's clearly a part of the process for a lot of countries we're one of two nations seamless
0: transition
1: right seamless i love how we're seamless. both like shifted the left side of our cameras
0: anyway <laughs> <Like,
1: laughs> i'm like nudging so, closer to you and you're like i've i've got to get
0: out of this camera from <laughs> you i don't want to be near okay
1: The audio listeners only are going to be like, we have to watch this episode now. You too can follow this and watch this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Well, yes. I don't know. This is definitely
0: one you want to watch.
1: Definitely. So the cash bail system is something that we have in this nation as well as in the Philippines. Nowhere else do they really have this this structuring in the way that we have it. But um, for the audience, somebody who's just coming in and being like hey i'm and i'm interested in politics let alone libertarianism what is Mm. how does what is bail how does it work what's the purpose of it
0: right so i mean broadly speaking obviously the purpose of cash bail uh as intended when it was first introduced in like the 1890s was to keep uh, to prevent people from not returning to trial right like there's the idea uh, that you are arrested and indicted for something, but you may not be able to have the trial right away and so rather than holding you, uh, they they allow you to go home on your own recognizance uh, so that you can still continue working because you're presumed innocent until proven guilty. But the idea was well, if you know if if, if we can just let them go, then they uh, then they'll, they'll never come back. So they came up with this idea of, well, we'll take money from them. You know, we'll, we'll we'll make them post a cash bail. And then in order to, you know, when they come back to trial, they'll get the money back. And that, that was the idea of that. Well, so we now have the benefit of over 100 years of data to show that there are other things, other programs that work, like court reminder systems and things like that, that have every bit as... Uh, low or high, however you want to put it, the same rate of, uh, of, of people not showing up to trial, same rate of people showing up to trial as having a cash bail system. Uh, and what also happens is you have to look at what has happened since the cash bail program has happened, which is that it's basically, you know, we, we say that uh, a fine for something means that something is legal at a price. Well, yeah. cash bail means that you're allowed to uh, plead not guilty uh, to a crime and, and not plea to it if, you're, if you can afford to get out. Otherwise, you have to just sit in jail for however many months or even years it takes for your trial to come up. Um, And so it's just been proven that it's not a. it isn't. And I know we'll get more into details on it, but it's just not a good system. It has led to massive amounts of cronyism. And it has also led to many, many people pleading down to charges on crimes that they that they maintain they didn't commit just because they needed to be able to get home. They couldn't they couldn't stay in prison uh, for six months or two years. Uh, Imagine, you know, we often make these things abstract and we don't think about it from the standpoint of the person that's being subjected. So just picture yourself, whoever's listening to this or watching this. Imagine that right now uh, you get, someone comes to your house uh, with a warrant for your arrest and says, you're under arrest for this crime. And you say, I didn't do this crime. And they go, well, we have a warrant for your arrest. And so you're taken to jail where you're told uh, you have to stay in this jail uh, unless you post bail. You have to stay in this jail for as much as six months to a year now just picture for a moment what it would look like for you being stuck in jail for six months yeah unable to leave and now imagine if you couldn't afford that bail and you're thinking okay i can't afford the bail i going to lose my job i'm going to my family is going to you know grow distant over time getting sick of having to visit me people are going to assume that i'm the bad guy uh there are going to be facebook posts from the police department explaining how i committed this crime while i can't respond in any way i'm screwed and then every single day you've got someone coming to you saying well if you plead down to this lesser crime uh then you get to go home and no trial and uh, you, you'll you get be able to do time served or spend a few more days in jail but then you get to go home you'll have a criminal record for something you didn't do but you get to go home that happens we don't even know how many it's hard to count how often that happens but it happens a lot probably thousands of times uh, every week
1: yeah no absolutely and that's that's a such a big thing and um eskimo libertarian has a comment for that because uh, you know putting yourself in a circumstance of somebody who's accused of arson, right? Whether they were guilty or not, but going through this process of, well, you know, yep. they got arrested so now they're sitting in the process. It's similar to kind of like what the difference between bird flu and swine flu would be. And that is, of course, that, you know, one requires treatment, the other one requires an oint- <laughs> ointment. <laughs>
0: If you're gonna tell these jokes, at least, you know, don't laugh until after you finish telling
1: them. I can't. These are gold. You... They're pure gold over here. But anyway, so so in a serious note, um, you know, when people... I now
0: support not just cash bail, but only for um for dad jokes, which now I support being a crime as well. Um I also support the death penalty, but again, just for just for dad jokes. Um, two comments. They they say they say that dad jokes are a victimless crime, but these these crimes have a victim.
1: So two two comments. Me. Number one was you you were quoted earlier today as saying, mm. "Jason, stick to the dad jokes." Um... <laughs> and number two. So back to the to the bail system um you know proponents of having this bail system be the way that they are is because if you're out on bail you're like stairs you're always up to something look
0: <laughs> people are in jail i'm sorry and (laughs) folks I'd like to apologize I back in 2018 a fresh faced young man reached out to me and said he really liked what we were doing with Muddy Waters Media and he had a new show but he was thinking of airing it on a certain day and it was going to be at the same time as ours and he didn't want us to think uh that you know he was gonna try to take our audience and so he was going to change it to Monday and after talking with my my co-host and business partner Matt we reached out to this man and we said well hey how would you like to be on Muddy Waters Media and the reign of terror that this man has uh inflicted on uh well me uh but really everyone um well i i'm just i'm sorry and uh i'm not going to admit legal culpability uh <laughs> but i will admit uh ethical and moral culpability but not legal do not sue me do not sue me it's
1: justifiable so i'm i'm thinking this is the best episode we've had on money
0: waters media yet <laughs> Um, in, the atti- in the entire franchise, yeah, if okay. you're
1: if you're in the chat and you guys think that this is one of your favorite episodes so far, hearing all these dad jokes and watching Spike just mm. be filled with joy with each and every one of them, and trust me, there's a lot more that people have been adding that we will try to sprinkle throughout this the rest of the show. Um, if this has been one of your favorite episodes, put a one in the chat for me, please. Um, so, you know, you are America's favorite Jew.
0: And speaking, <laughs> these segues are just like, hey, speaking of which, sorry, how'd, go ahead, how'd, Jew. How'd, yes. how'd,
1: how did, how does Moses make his coffee?
0: He brews it. Oh, this one is like, everyone knows this one.
1: That's fine. Did I lose you guys? Are you guys back? They're freezing again. I'm Uh-oh. here. <clears throat> oh it was the streaming um so you have people that are their families are being disrupted their workflow is being disrupted they're losing you know they're getting behind on payments they lost their jobs there's there's just so many different ways that these people are being impacted and so the question always is is it's not enough just to say that the current system is bad in the way that it's structured but what is it that we can how do we move forward what's the what's the progress forward
0: right what do we replace it with and the biggest objections right because there's a a a legitimate or at least there was a legitimate reason for the idea behind cash bail if someone has been charged with a crime yes they are innocent until proven guilty and they should be able to leave but we need to make sure they come back again we now know that there are things like court reminders or just the fact that they could have a bench warrant and get in exponentially more trouble by not just showing up for the trial because a lot of this stuff is like misdemeanors and things like that you know people think cash bail and they start thinking of like rape and murder well in many cases those people aren't released at all because they're considered a potential threat to the public um so we're talking about stuff like like uh, or a flight risk and all exactly a flight risk or a risk to uh to you know hurt to offend again or to hurt the the people that have accused them or something like that you know we're talking about stuff like accused of shoplifting or accused of uh of petty larceny which can petty larceny can be you're in an argument with someone and you take their bike from them and you hold it and say you know you're not going anywhere until we talk about it. and then you get hit with a larceny charge for stealing the bike even though you gave it back like i mean th- these are the kinds of things that that people are being held for. And instead of just saying, okay, we're going to remind you of your court date and you better show up or else now you got some serious trouble going on. Uh, instead, they will hold them for uh, for however many days, weeks, or months it takes before they finally just plea down because they can't afford to cash bail. And one of the most terrible uh, examples of that was a, a man in New York City named Khalif Browder. And he was accused of of stealing uh, someone's backpack. And I think the backpack was worth like $60 or something like that. He was accused of stealing someone's backpack. And he said, I I, I didn't do it. I refuse to, um, I'm not going to plead guilty. I didn't do it. And so they sent him to Rikers Island, which is a the, the one of the jails in New York City, which the conditions of Rikers Island, you've probably heard the name Rikers Island. Rikers Island is worse than many prisons. And the only difference between that jail and and prisons is every single person in there is presumed innocent. These are people that haven't even been convicted of anything yet, including Khalif. And he refused to uh, to uh, uh, to to plea to anything. He could not afford the cash bail. And so he was held for 22 months. Now, to put that in perspective, even if they had thrown the book at him for uh, for if they found him guilty and thrown the book at him for stealing this backpack, the punishment would have been nowhere near that. He probably would have never had any jail time or if it was, it would have been time served or 30 days or something like that. He would have had whatever fine and restitution. He spent 22 months in jail now because he was in jail for 22 months for a crime he maintains he didn't commit and could not leave. Uh, he, uh, you know, got in some trouble, uh, and the trouble was basically not not uh, listening to the guards. As far as we can tell, he never had any kind of violent incidents. He would just he was being difficult. Well, how would you be if you were in jail for a crime you did not commit and could not leave it unless you pled guilty to something that you didn't do? So he spent something like eighty percent of that time in solitary confinement in a cage by himself for up to uh, 23 and a half hours a day for a crime he did not, that he maintained he did not commit. Now, finally, at some point, 22 months in, because they were going to do this for many months more, who knows how much longer, uh, a, uh, a judge finally looked at his case and said, this is getting thrown out. He's already been punished far more than if he had actually done it. And unfortunately, not long after he was set free, Khalif killed himself. Um, this was a an absolutely brutal thing. So going back to your question of, of what to replace it with, we know that the reminder system, which has been used in places like Baltimore and other places, has been every bit as effective uh, or ineffective, depending on how you look at the data, in getting people to show up to their court dates. Cash bail doesn't do it. Uh, people will say, but what about the more dangerous people? What about the the rapists and the murderers and the whatever? If a, it, it, these aren't people that are typically getting cash bail. These yeah. are people that are usually either being deemed a flight risk uh, or a risk to reoffend or to harm people. Uh, so that's not really in, in the cards here. But we can say that if there is someone that can be proven to be a real threat to the public and a judge determines that, they should be held anyway. Like if there's a real risk of them hurting someone, then they should be held or under some kind of um, – Conditional house arrest with an anklet or something like that. None of that requires cash bail. Cash bail is saying, okay, we're going to presume you innocent for a price. We're going to let you go home until trial for a price. Otherwise, you've either got to work with us, or we're going to punish you far more than we, you would have if you had just pled guilty.
1: Yeah, and and so that cash part portion of this, this is where it's really interesting, right? So you'd already said yeah. that it's it's basically legal for a fee so you know if you have the money you could do this um but that goes into another thing where um you know if you're walking down the street and you see a bike laying on the ground because you know it was so exhausted because it was too tired um but you pick that up and somebody gets you for a (laughs) larceny somebody gets you for larceny now you go to you're sitting in jail and you're waiting during this time when you could post that cash bail if you do not have yep. those funds if you don't have the network to make that happen you can go to a bail bondsman now the thing is is that you know you're paying 10 of a fee to somebody yep. for your freedom the rest of the bond which you don't yes, get back yeah you don't get that 10 back so you that's not yep. uh, this isn't this is a system where it's this is largely supported by police unions and and is supported by people who are gaining there's a benefit here for this cash bail system um yep. you know and oftentimes this is attributed to of course to the capitalism these are of course your progressive um or these are your your thin blue liners if you will that's just like corporate greed um that's protecting yep. it, but it's the corporatism there that is protecting these people from continuing to get several billion dollars each and every year. Um, Just through those fees.
0: Yeah. So one of the original rent seeking crony corporations in this country were the bail bondsmen. These were people that their entire industry was built on saying, you know what, if you give me 10%, I'll float the bond, but you don't get that 10% back. And then what we've seen is after that happened, the price of the bails went up. So now yet 10% is probably close to what it was originally before the bail, bail bondsman got involved because the courts are thinking, OK, well, worst case scenario, they lose their 10%. They're going to flee anyway. We better knock the bail price up. So that didn't help anyone. And so that's an additional punishment for being poor, because if I'm wealthy enough that I can afford, afford to pay the bond and then come back or, or pay the bail myself and then come back, I get 100% of my money back. But if I'm poor enough that I can't afford it and I have to use a bail bondsman, I don't get my money back. I don't get that 10% back. So that's an additional punishment. These are regressive taxes on, again, presumed innocent people. These are people that have not been proven guilty uh, in, in at all. In fact, in some cases, some of them haven't even been like indicted or arraigned yet. They've just been arrested. So the the no, I guess with, with bail, if, if they've been bailed, they've, they've been indicted and so forth. But the, the, the bottom line is that this is a bad system, a demonstrably bad system. And it also, again, this is what is used and weaponized. By a system that is designed to maximize the amount of arrests, detentions, prosecutions, or convictions and people being in prison. It is designed to overcriminalize people and get as many people in jail as possible because all of the incentives in the criminal justice system are not built around finding out whether someone did it or not. They're built around maximizing uh, the budget, uh, justifying the maximum budgets and, and job increases in the criminal justice system. And all of that is built around arrests, prosecutions, convictions, and people being put in jail. And as long as that is the way it is, everything is going to be built around that. So a way to fix this is just, if someone is a danger to, a potential and demonstrable danger to themselves or others, uh, or a, a a serious flight risk, including the wealthy, because the wealthy typically are the biggest flight risk, because they can just leave, uh, yeah. never come back, then keep them. Or 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 put them on conditional house uh, arrest with an anklet or something like that, but but don't charge them for their freedom. Yeah. And if they're not a flight risk or a uh, threat to others, let them go until trial. And if the response to that is, well, but the trial could take two or three years, that's your problem. Yeah. Stop having a justice system that takes two or three years before you get to trial. Maybe try not sucking, and that would be a good way forward for that.
1: Yeah, no, it'd be fantastic if you know, like that whole speedy trial part of the Constitution was a was a matter for them. But you know, we can ignore that yes. document. Um, you know, you during that you were talking a little bit, and I think that we need to have a dad jokes episode number two. No The bargaining addition and uh cuz the plea bargaining system is one of those that's things a That's a whole yeah, yeah, that's a
0: whole thing. So that, we have the to the have that that too. The plea the plea bargain system is uh, is is a a huge problem because again, if you're it's it's coupled with cash bail. Like exactly. you can't really decouple them when you're trying to determine like what the problem is here. The problem is you have poor people that are being arrested for crimes that they may or may not have committed. I mean, I'm not saying they're all innocent, and they're, I'm sure many of them uh, are, are, aren't are innocent. They're, they're guilty of that. Uh, but what happens is they are being put in jail and told, we're holding you for months, years, whatever it takes for a crime that the punishment's nowhere near that, uh, even if they were guilty. And then all along the way, they're told, oh, you can't afford to get out? Well, if you plead down to this, we'll let you go. Well, now they've got a criminal record. And so the next time they get arrested and run through the system, they got to plead to something even worse, or they're going to do jail, serious jail time. And thankfully, in, in at least most of the states, the three strikes laws and the the um, you know life imprisonment that's off the table. But that was, I mean, you had people serving life in prison because they kept getting popped with these things that they didn't do and kept having to plead down to stuff. So I mean, it's a, it's it's a huge huge problem, and it's just as simple as if someone is a flight risk or a danger, they should be kept or held on some kind of conditional house arrest or something like that. And if they're not, let them go. Try them when it's time to try them, but let them go. They're innocent until they're proven guilty.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it is one of those things that like, we look at. If somebody has a job and they were accused of a crime, they should be able to maintain their job because that job is not just for their sanity, right? Yes. Nobody's going to work yeah. like I love going to work, um, right? You know, Spike is here at his job right now and he is suffering through this episode. So everyone, please show him some love for that. Um, and I don't, are-
0: pain. I don't get paid. I don't get paid. So like, literally, this is um, this is kind of like a type of cash bail uh, system <laughs> where where it, it, it's a, it's a type of unlawful and indefinite detention. Where I'm, I, I, I can't pay anyone to get out of this. So it's not even cash bail. It's some. It's really. It's just like, um, it's like the extraordinary rendition that was done to uh domestic terror suspects shortly after nine eleven. That that's what this feels like. This is like waterboarding, basically.
1: Oh yeah, um.
0: This is my Abu Ghraib.
1: But this. Nope, not going to use that one. Um, no, nope. I'm I'm refraining from using jokes on you right now. You should be you should be that's crazy good for this. Um,
0: I like that energy.
1: Yeah, I I'm like gonna the refraining
0: it. from making uh, these jokes energy.
1: Mama raised a quitter, so I'm going to quit on refraining from those here in a second. Um, so, what's the advantage mm. of living in Switzerland? Well, the flag is a big plus. Um, so, anyways,
0: <laughs> where was that two years ago? Oh, it was it Where was that? That could have worked. That could have landed um <laughs> during that campaign.
1: That that could have landed. Um it still did. It was it was a hit amongst half of the show. It... <laughs> <laughs> so with the when it comes to when it comes to these things, right? As you said, it's if you're not a flight risk, if you're not a danger to society, yeah, let people go. Yeah. One of the interesting mm-hmm. things that I found looking into some of the statistics around this is that, and it, it does go into the plea bargaining as well, is that how many people yeah. are being held on cash, cash bail is actually is disproportionately more for women than it is for men. Um, based on interesting, yeah, it was. Like oh. if you if you if you so you can't go by numbers of course because men far outweigh how many women are in there yeah but but if yeah, you're looking yeah, yeah. at it by percentage wise more women are compared to men um and it was wow yeah because if you think about it when we look at the way that that crimes are being looked at through the system first of all men are treated much more harshly through the criminal justice system so they're more Typically, likely yeah. to take away that opportunity for them. Um, so there is a little bit of a gender uh, disproportionality there, but it's also the crimes that are being committed. Yeah, we hear about some of the, the we hear about some of the women who cr- cause some of the more extreme crimes, but more often than right, not, right. it's more of you took his bike away from him and.
0: it's 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 petty crimes and white collar crimes check kiting uh, uh uh check fraud things like that they're more likely to do a woman is more likely to do that than for example like homicide or uh or uh or even if we're going st- sticking to misdemeanors um you know like a violent a violent misdemeanor like a, a simple assault or something like that so it's it's more likely that they're going to do something like that where there would be a a a cash bail a potential cash bail component um and- so that that actually does make sense so you're saying as a proportion of the number of women that are that are arrested. You're not saying like there yeah. are more what because there's no yeah. way. No, okay, no, no, yeah. yeah, no, no. Wait, <laughs> it's wait, like 93 yeah. of yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. all right,
1: no, no. Um. So, but along with that, so when we're looking at the way that the system is working, so people who are there purely on cash bail are more likely to uh, be involved with the recidivism rate. People who yeah. are part of the system who get into the culture of the jails and the prisons. Are more likely to have some adaptations and be more likely when they come out to go back in? Um, this is something we see from the criminal justice system just as an overview, and this is yep. a, certainly a part yep. of this. so getting people out of the out of this cash bail system, keeping people away from that, giving people the uh, the benefit of innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. actually helps reduce the population in prison one of course or the jails and the prisons one of course by not holding them there but two by not having people re-offend or be accused of re-offending it's it, this thing just couples with itself and and it's a part of i feel like oh, i've uh always sunny in so philadelphia where it's like he stands with, with the court board and we're looking at the criminal justice system and everything on there is yeah, all it, it's- interconnected
0: It's hard not to do that because there's so many like interconnected issues. But the the, the bottom line here is that you are charging people to exercise the fact that they are at this point presumed innocent and should be allowed to go home. And it, 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 it's a it's a terrible, terrible system. Another justification I heard for this is, well, without this, it's harder to get them to plea. And then we're going to have to take them to trial. And, you know, it's a lot harder to convict some of these criminals than you think. Good. Maybe yeah. they're not criminals. Maybe you just don't have enough evidence that they did this. And even and and you're thinking that because you have something that is. You know uh uh that looks like they, they they probably did or may have done it but would not meet the the jurors uh uh threshold for uh, uh, uh guilt beyond a reasonable doubt then you shouldn't be prosecuting them in the first place The the job of a prosecutor part of their job should be to, is do i have enough here for them to be held without a uh, uh without uh, uh beyond a, a reasonable doubt and if there is, not only should you not be talking about pleading or or you know using the cash bail system, you should be saying nope, let them go. We're not charging them. There's no grand jury. We're just letting them go because yeah. there's not enough here. And if we can collect more in the future, fantastic. And then we can prosecute them then. Otherwise, this is a case that we aren't moving forward on. Because and and we also have to look at this is moving out a, a cash bail. We have to figure out what is a way to incentivize a criminal justice system that actually tries to get to the bottom of cases instead of just maximizing the number? And I'm not sure I have a good answer for that, because you don't want to throw out an easy answer, because there's always the trade-off of, well, now what is that incentivizing? Are they now going to incentivize finding guilty people innocent and not trying them so i mean that could backfire too but in the meantime we need not be punishing people for not being wealthy enough to be able to afford to get bailed out while they're still presumed innocent
1: before i respond to that there's two things i want to plug the first one was when you were talking about those juries this is a good time to talk about if you guys are looking to what a jury can do of course come back here at 8 p.m eastern tonight come check that out yep. we're going to be talking about the power of the jury we're going to talk about how the jury actually functions what your what actual authorities you have that the courts are not going to tell you yep. you have and specifically jury nullification where you get to go no he may have violated some law but that law is not just and we're gonna we're gonna strike that down.
0: law is not just
1: it's it's incredible yeah. um uh, the second thing i be-
0: I, I oh yeah. i just want to say i believe that the jury should be the fourth branch of government in this country I think there is, you know, the legislature is passing laws, the executive is, uh, is signing them or vetoing them and executing them as written, and the courts are determining if, it, if they believe it to be constitutional or not. And the people in the jury box, uh, the jury pool, are deciding whether that law is just or not. Um, And I think that that would stop a lot of the the um, over criminalization and things like that. Uh, But that would require a lot more jury trials. And I remember a a statistic that said that if even five percent or eight percent, it was it was a single digit number of uh, people that were arrested for things, pled not guilty and went to trial instead of pleading it down, you know, pleading guilty or pleading down to a lesser charge. The system would grind to a halt. Good. Yeah. Maybe stop having so many things that are illegal that shouldn't be. And, and you could the, focus on yep. the things that should be illegal.
1: We have the world's largest prison population for a reason. Yeah. It's not yep. stopping the crime. It's just creating more of them. And I think that you had shared out yes. a video on, on your uh, page, which I never let you plug your own stuff when you come on here. Um, you shared <laughs> it on your own page where this, the, the cop said the quiet part out loud of you guys listen to us if we're in the left lane and you're in the left lane get out of our way we're gonna we'll find you we'll find a reason to pull you over we'll find a reason to pull you
0: you over yeah we will incriminate you
1: um that is where our criminal justice system is today and so when you have people that want to just say well you know we have to go after these crimes you have to be smart on crime and this goes back to the to the response that i was i was building up for was Um, right now we have a punitive system where it's just there to punish people and that doesn't work when we look at parenting tactics and you have children if you just put them in time out every time or you just spank them with a belt or you just do whatever parenting tactic you want of just like kind of having a a strict repercussion you don't actually make things better kids have trauma from that it doesn't put them in a better mindset it doesn't show respect and so When you do that with the criminal justice system, where it's a punishment, you go in for a time sentence, you pay a fee, and then you move back into society, you've made that person far, far worse. And so what we have to do, and these are those lines of we have to have a rehabilitative system that looks at why you committed the crimes. How do we understand that these crimes are happening? How do we fix these crimes? How do we put people onto a, a better trajectory? Um, how do we give them dignity? How do we sh- have uh, have them value themselves in society again? So when they come out, they want to bring that value to others.
0: And that also helps the victims, both by restoring the victims and focusing on how to make them whole, if at all possible, and also not making future victims. Because the sooner you can address why this person committed this crime and do some restorative and rehabilitative work with that person, the better far less likely they are to victimize anyone else in the future. So you are making the victim whole that was already victimized as best you can, if, if possible. And then you are also preventing future victims. So it's better for everyone. It's better for the taxpayer. It's better for the, the offender. It's certainly better for the victim. It's immeasurably better for the potential victims that never happened. Uh, the only people that hurt from it are the, what I call the police and prison industrial complex. And I'm fine with that as the trade-off. I'm 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 good with that being the trade-off.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 happy with that trade-off. Absolutely. Um, yes. some comments that were made from the comments section. Are you ready for these? This one you'll like. So, Will's trial. Will Henry from Indiana. Mm-hmm. His trial yes. cost the state thirty thousand dollars for a handful of flour. Yeah. If you want to save money. I would say not trying to go after a handful of flour would be a good start on that. Um, yeah. There is the story, of course, and this is the conversation I have with a lot of people and and they look at me like I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, but because of how many laws are on the books, right now, and Joe Hanoush brought this up um, as well, the average American commits more than two felonies every single day. You can just go about your life and you can live about your days, and there are there is an opportunity that if There are laws on the books right now that you could be found, whether it's at your state or your federal level or what have you, that they can go after you Two, over two felonies per day. Now this could be like the same felony over time. You have like some stupid zoning infraction that somehow is like a criminal level, but it's these things that it's just like, we have the system that's so overbearing that they're trying to find a way to treat you as guilty. They're trying to take away from, from you. They want to have these cash bail systems because the cronies get the money. They, you know, you have to wear, and and this is another big aspect of it. When we talked about the people who are lower on the economic scales that can't afford to post those large cash bails, they have to go through right. the through the bail system or through the, um, I just the bondsman bail bondsman. Yeah, Not bail only ones. do they have to put up five percent of that cash, they have to put some money up for cash, but they also have to have the collateral. That collateral is often valued yeah, much more. Yeah,
0: seven, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And that, va- so it, this is this is something where you already you're putting somebody behind the eight ball. You're shoving them up against the wall. You're you're blocking yep. all of the holes, and you say, I, "I hope you can make it out. Go ahead and win this game." We are we are yep. destroying people's lives every day that the system stands in the way that it's 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 standing, and that's not an exaggeration. Every single day, some one more life is shown to be not valued in this country, and this is why. You guys know me. This is why this is my passionate conversation. Cgr.
0: I'm gonna give an example uh, of something I posted a few days ago. Uh, there was a, a girl. She's now 17, but at the time she was 15, named Piper Lewis, uh, and she lives in uh, where somewhere in Iowa. I forget where in Iowa. Not Cedar Rapids. Anyway, she lives in She lived in Idaho, Iowa, and uh, she was 15, and a man. Uh, held her, an adult man held her at knife point and f- forced her to be raped by multiple men. Uh, one of those men was a man named, I believe, Zachary Brown. I think that was his last name. Uh, doesn't really matter now because he's dead. But anyway, so he, uh, so he was one of the people who raped uh, Piper. Uh, at some moment, uh, he was the rapist, Zachary, I uh, believe, Brown, was asleep, uh, and Piper grabbed uh, a knife and killed him in defense to get out of there and escaped. She was charged with murder. Now, here's the thing. Now I know what you're thinking. There's not a jury in the world that would convict her, and you're a hundred percent correct. Had that actually gone to trial and she had pled not guilty, they would have. There was no way that anyone would have charged her with mur- for uh, killing uh, the guy who just violently raped her at knife point. Okay, that's not going to happen. And in fact, heads would roll in the Justice Department there and in the AG's office for even charging her in the first place with that. And more than likely, the charges would have been dropped and never gone to trial because who's going to hold that political football when it's time to vote for that AG? Yep. But Piper was held on cash bail. And as a 15-year-old who had a, an abusive family and uh, had actually run away from home, she didn't have the ability to post cash bail or get a bond or anything else. And so she pled guilty to, oh, gosh, uh, uh, willful harm and, and, and uh, something about a uh, uh, manslaughter and willful, willful harm. And the prosecution then attempted to, uh, to get 20 years. She's trying to get out from the with the the, oh and while she's in because she was being held for uh uh, over a year while she was in there uh in in jail uh in the juvenile system she got her ged yep graduated early so this was not like whatever image you may have in your head this was a girl that like she was trying to get ahead in life and trying to get by in life this terrible thing happened to her and then this arguably worst thing happened to her uh, with her being held, still tried to make the best of it. So she's in court and the judge uh, rules that she gets, uh, he gave her the minimum sentence, which was uh, five years of probation with time served included. Um, so she she's free, but she also, because of a ridiculous uh, Iowa uh, law, Uh, She had to give a hundred and fifty she's ordered to give to pay one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in restitution to the uh, to the family of the rapist that she killed. uh, And the for what I consider an act of heroism of taking a violent rapist off the streets. But in that moment, she was doing it in uh, in defense. And um, and 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 the judge even lamented that he had to do it. He said, my hands are tied. Uh, This is a minimum sentence. Uh, uh, our minimum restitution that I'm required to give because of a restitution uh, act that was passed, however, many years ago. Uh, there have been multiple attempts to try to uh amend these rules and introduce safe harbor for the victims for minors and the victims of sex crimes. Uh, but those have been fought tooth and nail by law enforcement groups. Wow,
1: who would have thought? And
0: so, who would have thought? Uh, that they of all people that they would do that, and so this girl who uh, who by all accounts uh, was defending herself and trying to get away from her violent sex trafficking rapists uh, is now has to is on the hook for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars after being held in jail for like over a year. I forget the exact amount of time. Now the good news here is that this uh, case got so much widespread attention. Someone set up a, I think one of her teachers set up a go for her which last time i checked raised had already raised close to six hundred thousand dollars so piper will easily be able to pay that 150 and she's set for whatever she wants to do go to college buy a house whatever so that's good but yep. the hell that this still teenage child because she's 17 now Yep. has had to suffer over the last 2 years and it all started with cash bail. It all start well it started with her being raped, but the criminal justice, the criminal injustice part of this started with the fact that because of cash bail she couldn't get out. Why not let this girl out and let her be presumed innocent? And that that's a that's just another example of how this is weaponized. So if you're sitting here going, well, the government I don't think they would do they'll do it to a teenage rape victim. They will do it to you. They will do it to anyone that you love or care about if they have to or if they feel like they need to, to justify their bloated budgets and to pay off the crony, uh, in this case, bail bondsmen, but in, in any case, the crony corporations who bankroll their campaigns. One hand washes another. And if you get victimized in the process, oh, well, they don't care. If they'll do it to a teenage rape victim, they'll do it to anyone.
1: Yeah, it's it's horrific, and and the last point I want to make on this before I, I give you the last couple of thoughts on this, um, is that when we look at so we've I've had conversations on the show before about the death penalty where one in nine people are found innocent, exonerated, some of them yeah. before they're executed, most of them after they're executed,
0: most of them um, afterwards.
1: When you have a system like that where beyond a shadow of a doubt one out of nine people are still innocent you break that down to these systems you break it down to like lower crimes and everything else she is clearly not a she's clearly not an aggressor in this situation she is the victim in this situation both in a traumatic experience from from the rapists the multiple rapists as well as from the system itself and she was the one who is victimized again by having to pay the restitution by the system. She was held in prison because she couldn't afford to get out because she didn't have a means to get out because she didn't have the collateral because she didn't have the cash because she couldn't pay the fines. She couldn't pay the fees to have her freedom. This is The system is broken, and so you know this is why i was so excited to have you on to talk about this fight because you've got you've got the juicy details, the the stories that just break people's yeah. hearts. But it shows that we have to have a difference. It's not that we. It's not that we're like, oh, yay, pro crime. We're yay, pro community. Let's find a way to be better for our communities yeah. and and be better and give better. Um, but I want to. We're, we're pro.
0: We're pro-justice. This isn't about, uh, you know, let the criminals run rampant or anything like that. Interestingly enough, for those who think that, I'll remind you that the same police state that's doing all this stuff we're talking about are the ones who stood on their hands and did absolutely nothing while rioters burned down entire cities. So the people that are helping the criminals run riled are the ones that you're defending right now. So actually, that's not true. Uh, that, that, that's completely incorrect um and and by the way the reason they did that was in order to make you more scared so that you would push for them to have even more control and less accountability so they literally held your safety hostage for them to continue to get military equipment and immunity in court and, uh, you know, uh, immunity from prosecution and no accountability and, you know, more funding for their police unions. Uh, they actually used you as a scapegoat. And if you died in the process, so be it. Uh, but no, we are pushing for justice. We want justice. And justice is that when people are accused of a crime, they need to be presumed innocent until, until, uh, until or unless they are proven guilty or proven innocent. Uh, and they need to be treated as such. And that includes allowing them to go home uh while they await trial
1: uh, i just want to plug one more story that you recently shared on your uh facebook page and i'm sure you post sure. on twitter as well um but the story of police literally holding you back from better circumstances would be oh, once school again. shootings yeah. um was again. not a fluke it's uh it's
0: if the police p- determine that your help isn't needed or wanted they will go after you before they go after the shooter. And this has been proven again in San Antonio, Texas. Now, meanwhile, thankfully, in this case, it turned out that there wasn't an active shooter, that it was either a, a, a prank or the, the shooter had already been apprehended or whatever. But in this moment, they didn't know that. And a, uh, a, a parent tried to intervene. And uh, an officer responded by brutally assaulting him. And it's all on camera. It's on my Facebook page. And I'm, uh, I think I put that on everything. I, I'm not sure if I put it on YouTube, but it's on all my other social media. Um, and uh, brutally assaulted him. Uh, the parents start corralling around saying, what are you doing? Stop it. Get off of him. Get off of him. The police form a line around the cop and hold them all back while we watch behind them. We're watching at least two cops just beat the crap out of this parent. And then when they're walking away, you see this giant pool of blood there.
1: Yep.
0: The government, which the police are a part of, because I know there are many people that are anti-government, and then suddenly the police are fine. The government, including the police, will mandate that you and your children are vulnerable to attack. They will hold you back while your children are murdered. And then they'll blame the whole thing on you uh, for owning a firearm. That's, That's the system we have. And so if you're against things like gun control, if you think that government should stay out of people's business, if you think that government is bad at making decisions for people, then you have to look at the criminal justice system and stop assuming that they're just keeping us safe from the thugs, because that's what they say about everything. They called you a thug when they locked you down and you didn't want and you wanted to be able to go to church with in in person with people. They called you a thug. They called you a dangerous person who was killing people's grandparents.
1: They Maybe they're lying terrorist. about
0: these people too. They yep. called you a terrorist. They called you a thug. Maybe they're lying about these folks too.
1: Yeah. They called you a terrorist when you went to the school boards to ask about education and COVID restrictions. Yep. They yep. <laughs> they held you down and prevented you from protecting your own, your children, and the kids yep. of your community. They stood by and allowed for rioters and, and destruction to uh to homes, to businesses. Burned down
0: the entire na- neighborhoods, yeah? yeah. Yep.
1: Um but but they have your best interests at heart. Don't worry, guys.
0: Yeah. Um, Other than that, they're great. As many <laughs> as sixty percent of them uh, are are very good family people.
1: If you want to know more, look up forty percent police.
0: And if you if you want to know more about that, if you Google police forty percent, that's really it. That's all you got to Google police forty percent. Yeah. It's almost like
1: Obama ninety percent. That's all you have to Google.
0: Yes, Obama, Barack Obama, you may not know this, but Barack Obama uh, is uh, so good at giving speeches that he can drone on longer than 90% of the other presidents.
1: Oh, what a good And he's pun. so good at it.
0: He's so good at it. Oh, no. Was that a fuck? Oh, damn it. I'm so proud of you. No. No. He's so, we're going to just move. He, no. No. He's so good at it he's so good that many civilians love his speeches more than any other president as much as 90% and if you google obama drone 90% civilians you can find out more
1: drone and on i love it so in honor of that we are going to we are going to go through and to finish out the show i'm going to read dad jokes from the comments section until we run out, or until Spike runs away, <laughs> firing me in the in his wake. All right, from the top. Oh no, Eskimo's is making fun of my cheeks. Uh, do I have do I have chubby cheeks? Is this what happened? She's making fun of my cheeks. I don't know.
0: Your cheeks look fine.
1: I, guys, I just got a compliment from Spike Cohen.
0: What's just, wrong with I, his cheeks? I just got, I just got a compliment from my going. What's wrong with his cheeks, Nellie?
1: She was making fun of me for the dentist.
0: Oh, <laughs> I mean the timing is great. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my, the entire uh, my lower jaw removed and and reinserted, uh, uh, and then I'm gonna do two back to back episodes about criminal justice.
1: So I, I wasn't gonna share this one, but I saw who the author was, so I can share it. Oral sex will make your whole whole day. Anal sex will make your whole week.
0: This is a family program.
1: <laughs> what happened with the blue ship and the red ship collided at, at sea? Their shoes, their, sh, their crews
0: were marooned. That's like something on the back of a Snapple cap. oh no snapple had the facts the, they those were different like facts that would be like something did. on a popsicle stick
1: yeah or a starburst rep- no starburst were, were were corny one-liners yeah
0: Be popsicle stick
1: <sighs> all right nope just got a couple ones in there a couple ones from people still loving this favorite episode favorite episode ever I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to bore you anymore. Spike, I want to thank you so much for hopping on here and hanging out with us today. Um you were incredible. I appreciate you for your insight and everything that you're doing. If you wouldn't mind plug up the rest of Where can we find you? Where can we see your upcoming events? Talk about you are the power. What is you are the power? And anything else.
0: Sure. So, uh if you go to SpikeCohen.com, um that has all of my upcoming events on it, including the most, uh, the one of the ones that's coming up, which is LibertyCon in Miami. If you go to libertycon.com, you can find out more about that. If you use the code Spike, you get a discount of as much as fifty percent. I forget how much the discount is, but uh, libertycon.com. Use the code Spike, um, and uh, it, You Are the Power is an organization I founded uh, earlier this year. Uh, in order to grow the liberty movement by finding people who are being abused by their local governments uh, and helping them organize and showing them that statism caused the problems that they're facing and liberty is the way to fix it Um, not only are we helping people right now instead of waiting for some libertarian utopia where we take over the world and leave everyone alone we're helping them now Uh, but also we are growing the liberty movement by showing them that we have the solutions that we care uh, and that we can win that we can work together and win so that's what you were the power is about if you want to find out more and be a part of it if you go to you are the power dot net we'd love to have you become a part of it and um yeah man i just appreciate this opportunity anytime i can i can come sit with you and talk about these types of issues especially like um criminal justice reform stuff cash bail and those types of things it's it's a very important thing and I, i'm glad we had a chance to talk about it
1: there was one that i have to share with you because it will also if matt wright is still in the comment section it, it would make you both happy so What? This was actually was the one I wanted to open the show with, and I decided against it. But what's the worst conversation starter? It's the Titanic. It's a 10 out of 10 worst icebreaker.
0: Bye, Jason. Bye, everybody.
1: Alright, I love you guys. Appreciate you guys all. You guys were amazing. Appreciate you so much. Come back here at 8 o'clock tonight. We will be with Tom Gallagher. And Brian, if you're watching, I won. I got him to leave his seat and to quit this show. There you go, sir. I love you guys all. Appreciate you all for being here. I will see you guys in just about two
0: hours from now. You guys be good, be well. See you guys soon. Have a good one.